0: Nine, eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will, and I'm beaming this directly to you from the mothership. First and foremost, I'm going to say thank you to all the space cadets out there that have been giving us five star ratings on iTunes. It really helps a ton. Also, the comments, anything you can do to interact with our podcast. Super awesome. Our Twitter is Space News Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Space News Pod. You can find us on any sort of podcast platform imaginable anywhere in the universe. So thanks, everyone, for all the support. Really do appreciate it. Now, have you ever thought about energy that has been created by man that's more powerful than anything in our solar system, hotter than our sun? And what that would do to the energy problems that we're having on Earth that humanity has caused with fossil fuels? Well, China had just made a startling new Artificial star kind of uh, nuclear reactor that is more powerful than our sun, our actual sun, the thing that gives us life, the thing in the sky you see every day that's glowing, the big orb up there in China. There is a nuclear reactor that's hotter than that thing. They found a way to make hydrogen gas that heats up to about 50 million C. But most importantly, other than heating it up to that heat, they can do it for 102 seconds. And it might not sound super impressive at this point. There's been other attempts in the past as well, done by German scientists who managed to get 80 million C and that was only for about a fraction of a second. And physicists believe that the new discovery could mean the end of relying on fossil fuels. This is just the beginning, people. Now these tests, they were carried out using a machine called the Experimental Advanced Superconducting Tokamak, the EAST, the EAST, and the reactor that produces the high temperature substance at the Institute of Physical Science, in China, it reached highs of 50 million kelvins. And this is compared to the surface of the sun, which is about 15 million kelvins. So there's 35 million more kelvins than the surface of our sun. And the gas was kept in a nuclear chamber for over a minute and helped along by it was in a magnetic field. And it was suspended in a donut shaped kind of contraption. And they get this magnetism um, because they superconduct the coils surrounding the structure at the same time as driving an electrical current through the plasma, which makes it super hot. And the The uh, magnets around it keep it under control so it doesn't explode or, you know, get out, get out of control, basically. And their goal was to reach highs of 100 million Kelvins for a thousand seconds, which is about 17 minutes. So if they could do it for 17 minutes and it's hotter than our sun. Oh, my Lord. It's going to be kind of crazy and we're going to have a lot of heat coming from this thing and a lot of energy that's going to be produced from it. Hopefully they can harness that energy and use it for energy and, um, you know, other things for the human race, as opposed to using fossil fuels and polluting the earth. We can have a clean source of energy, even if they do it for a little bit, shut it off. I'm not sure if that's even a possibility, but they want to they want to keep it uh, for as long as possible and have as much energy as possible because this is the future of nuclear energy. It's hot and hotter than the sun. So fusion occurs when two lightweight atoms combine into one larger one. And this releases energy in the process of this fusion. And those two atoms share a positive charge. So it's not simple to do this. Since they're both positives, they, they repel each other. They're not gonna go at each other without a little bit of help. This happens in our sun And the reason why it happens is because there's a ton of pressure there. Not just a ton. There's zillions of tons of pressure in our sun. So, um, you know, it's easy for them to fuse together. The positive and the positive can be smooshed together by this pressure. But it's not easy to do on Earth. Well, not at this scale anyway. So on Earth, we have to do it a little bit differently. We have to do it without the pressure that you can get from the sun but from extreme temperatures. And that's what this device does in China. It creates a huge amount of heat because the higher the temperature, these things move around faster and they're more likely to collide. And when they collide, they create energy. But if it's too hot, the atoms just kind of zip past each other. And if it's too cold, they just kind of stay away from each other. They don't really do anything together. But we've figured out the ideal temperature to get them to fuse together, which is 100 million degrees Celsius. And that's six times hotter than our sun's core. So this reactor in China is pretty small. That's why it can't do the big things that we need it to do for humanity, like power our cities And power our homes. It can't do that quite yet. So this is a test for the time being. It's an experiment. It is not meant to be a full-size power plant that's going to produce energy for everybody. uh, For all of humanity, to be honest with you. Like something like this could power a lot of things. So its job is basically to be the groundwork. To be the foundation for everything that comes in the future. To potentially power our cities. So this thing it's just an experiment for now, but it's done what it needed to do. It produced a huge amount of energy and it shows that it's possible to make this energy by man, not by the sun. So we can have these nuclear reactors powering cities powering countries nations and hopefully the whole world in the future in this experiment used 1640 american homes worth of power just to do this test for a couple seconds so it's going to take a lot of energy to power one of these things in the future but it needs to expend more energy than it takes in so it's you know so it's a, a positive a good for everybody so it doesn't waste anything that was for a year. Those 1,640 homes, that's for a year worth of power. And these fusion reactors, they don't make radioactive waste, not as much as the nuclear reactors that we have now. The things that we have now, are they're dangerous if they shut down. They're dangerous if they blow up. I mean, Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, all those things have happened. And they've decimated the areas around them for so long in the future that we can't We can't um, occupy them. These new reactors can work on seawater, which is renewable. It's sustainable. There's a lot of it. It's everywhere. Our whole planet is almost seawater. So we can use that to power our civilizations in the future. It seems kind of far-fetched and it seems kind of like science fiction, but this is the direction we're heading. And this is the first experiment that's gotten to a really good spot. And there's going to be more experiments after this that are going to get us to even better spots where we can, um, you know, power our a couple homes or something like that in the future. This can't this didn't really power anything, but it showed that it's possible for us to do it in the future. And the good thing is this doesn't need the sun. It doesn't need the wind. So there's no um, outside forces that are going to stop this from working. It's going to work on seawater. It's about like the top layer of Lake Erie, one of the great lakes in the United States, the top layer of that could power the whole world through one of these things. So what do you think about this? You know, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook as space news pod. Also you know, leave a review. If you like this episode, leave a review for the podcast. You know, I'm doing these things every single day. So you guys get some cool space news. I know this wasn't quote space related, but the earth is in space. I don't know if you knew that, (laughs) but we're in space. We're floating around in space, guys. Whoa, that's trippy. And the sun's in space too. So I thought this was a pretty cool new idea that we could uh, share together. So hit me up space news pod on twitter and facebook and also you know leave a rating leave a comment appreciate all your guys support now you can also support the pod by going to um anchor.fm/space-news and you can support the pod with a monthly subscription every month it goes directly to me i get a little little bit of money there uh to keep these things rolling but i do it for the love of it because i love this kind of stuff i think it's really great and i want to share these things with you so just listen to these podcasts is good enough like just seriously thank you so much for that so i will see you next time everybody i will see you on the podcast and i will be beaming these down from the mothership one this has been the space news podcast my name is will and i'll see you soon